This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Right now, though, we are going to take another look at the Public Safety Committee in Surrey. And one Surrey City Councillor is calling for the city to bring it back. Linda Annis joins me on the line now. Councillor Annis, thanks so much for being with us. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, Give us a bit of background for people who aren't familiar with what happened to the Public Safety Committee. Well, the Public Safety Committee, which has been around since 2003, was dissolved by Mayor McCallum uh, mid-last year. He wanted to uh, dissolve that committee so that he could strike a new committee that dealt only with the police transition that he is proposing for our city. And on the police transition committee uh, sat he and his four other safe city councillors. And quite frankly, they've never met, at least to the best of my knowledge. Uh, The issue around the public safety committee, it doesn't just deal with police. It deals with all sorts of public safety issues, including fire, emergency services, Fraser, Fraser Health bylaws, just to mention a few. So it's very vital that we get this back up and running in our city. So have there been repercussions or or negative uh, outcomes since it was cancelled? Absolutely. There's not the flow of information. Uh, There aren't the development of programs that we have. Previous councils have done an awful lot of work in collaboration with staff to ensure that we have great crime prevention programs as well as good safety strategies as well. And there is no oversight in the city uh, from council at this point in time on those programs. And what was the reason given? Was it the reason given that instead the mayor wanted to focus on the transition team or was there a different reason given as to why the committee was dissolved? The mayor's number one priority was the police transition at at any cost to any other programs. And very shortly after he struck his committee, um, the province then came along and said that they would have a committee that would provide oversight to the proposed uh, policing transition. So in, a, in essence, the committee that the mayor had struck had no real mandate. And to the best of my knowledge, they never, ever met. There's no meeting minutes. There's no nothing. Hmm. So what would happen now then, say, if the fire chief or somebody in Surrey had a concern and wanted to bring it to council? Would they have in the past, say, gone to this committee and now they can't? Or what would that, or how would that unfold? Well, in the past, they would meet very regularly and they would be part of the Public Safety Committee. Uh, Previously, on the Public Safety Committee was all members of council and the mayor and then people that were involved uh, in a staffing position that uh, influenced public safety in the city. So, for an example, the police chief, the head of bylaws, a member from Fraser Health, just to name a few, but any, so what it really did was it provided a collaborative, integrated approach to public safety in our city. Right. And so, so now what would, what, is it fractured or is there any way, would somebody have to come to council then and make a presentation to the to the council rather than to the committee? It's very fractured. Uh, it was a great conduit when we had the public safety committee. It brought everyone together. So we were working collaboratively and working in an integrated approach to ensure that all aspects of public safety were covered in our city. Uh, what would you say then if somebody's hearing this and thinking, well, this sounds like you're opposed to the committee being used as the uh, team, the, 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 the team that's doing the transition to a Surrey police force? Uh, This has nothing to do with the transition to the police force. 
no matter what badge we have serving the city of Surrey, we still need to have a public safety committee. This isn't about what badge it is or who's serving us in terms of uh, policing. It's about bringing police, fire, bylaws, Fraser Health, and other emergency services together in one committee so that we can work collaboratively together. Uh, So what happens now with this as far as bringing a motion forward to bring it back? I mean, is there even a a chance that that will be passed? I'm really hoping that the mayor um, hears uh, the need for it uh, at the next council meeting, which is March the 9th. uh, This will be brought forward uh, and we will be voted on it. And I really, really hope that the rest of council sees the need for this. It's very, very important uh, from a crime prevention and public safety aspect that we get this committee back on track and get all levels of public safety talking together in a collaborative fashion in Surrey. All right. Uh, Councillor, I wanted to ask you uh, one other question as well. Um, And and I don't know if there has been any update. The last time I talked to you, though, was after the court ruling uh, when it had to do with ride sharing and the city of Surrey. And there was some question on how much the city spent to take Uber to court. And I know you and uh, Councillor Locke, uh, some of the councillors have said they wanted to find out that number. Have you been able to get any information on how much that cost taxpayers? At this point in time, we have not been able to get a a number. I'm hopeful that we will have one very soon. I was very pleased to hear last night at Council that we're moving ahead uh, with the interprovincial licensing uh, and that uh, we will not be... putting up any resistance to having Uber in Surrey. That was great news at Council last night and very, very pleased to see that Council supported that 100%. So no matter what the parameters are or what comes out as far as the final model for the inter-municipal license, Surrey will be on board? Surrey is on board and we're looking at ways that we can uh, level the ta- uh, level the playing field uh, for taxi cab drivers uh, and I think the city is doing a great job in terms of working towards that end. Are you confident that taxpayers in Surrey will eventually find out how much of their money was used to fight this in court? Absolutely. Uh, I think it's it's early days yet, and I suspect all of our legal bills aren't even in you know haven't even been received by the city yet. But I think it's very important that the residents of Surrey know what we spent on this particular uh, case. After all, it is their tax-paying money that is is funding this. And quite frankly, it's it's a bit disturbing because I think most of the people in Surrey have been calling for ride hailing for a long, long time. Uh, and it shouldn't take that long, should it? With legal bills, I mean, lawyers tend to like to get paid pretty quickly when they're uh, covering cases, if not beforehand. It shouldn't take that long, should it? I think we all like to get paid as quickly <laughs> as we can. And uh, no, I don't think it should take uh, uh, long at all. But I know that we were you know, exploring our options as a city over the past uh, few weeks uh, to determine what the next steps would be. But I think we've finally come to a conclusion and a really good conclusion that we'll be, we'll be moving forward with Uber um, as quickly as we can. But as far as finding out what it costs, do you have to put a motion forward or do you just request that from the mayor's office? Uh, We actually would request it through our finance department, uh, and they will be able to provide it to us. All right. Well, we look forward to to finding out more about those numbers. Uh, Councillor Annis, thank you so much for your time. Always much appreciated. My pleasure. All right. Linda Annis is a Surrey City Councillor talking about bringing back the Public Safety Committee and as well, still don't know exactly what it cost the city of Surrey to take Uber to court.